Chapter Twenty Seven of Your Psychic Powers and How to Develop Them. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nissa Schmidt. Your Psychic Powers and How to Develop Them by Harroward Carrington. Chapter Twenty Seven. Apparitions. An apparition is a phantasmal being, commonly called a ghost, which is seen by sensitive individuals under certain conditions. Before we can speak more fully of apparitions, we must answer the question which naturally occurs, namely, what is a ghost? Modern theories and ideas on this question have changed greatly within the past quarter of a century. At that time, if an ordinary scientific man were questioned on this subject he would probably reply that it was a hallucination the result of a diseased mind and had no existence in reality outside the imagination of the subject who perceived it but in these days this idea has been greatly modified and it must now be admitted that ghosts are very much more complicated than this in the first place when the Society for Psychical Research began its investigations in 1882, it was found that a large percentage of cases of apparitions occurred at or about the time of death. Some occurred before and some after, but most of them were approximately at that time. Further, the subjects who perceived or saw them were not diseased or imaginative persons, and probably never had another experience of this character either before or afterwards the questions naturally arose why this connection what is the bond uniting the dying person with the apparition seen some scientific men it is true have come forward and stated that this connection is due to chance and that there was no real connection whatever this is however disproved by the report of the society as the result of several years work they succeeded in obtaining answers from some thirty thousand persons and calculating the percentage of possible coincidences they found the number of coincidences was hundreds of times more numerous than chance could account for professor sidgwick's committee who conducted the investigation therefore signed the following statement apparitions coinciding with death between deaths and apparitions of the dying person a connection exists which is not due to chance alone this we hold as a proved fact there is therefore some definite connection between the two and the task was to ascertain its nature and character the theory was then advanced that, inasmuch as telepathy is a fact scientifically proved, and inasmuch as figures and images may be transferred from one mind to another by this means, the dying person might transfer a vision or image of himself to the mind of some friend or relative, so that this person would see not a real outstanding figure, but a mental picture or image of him created by the thought of the dying person and conveyed telepathically to the mind of the living friend these telepathic hallucinations as they are called doubtless account for many of the apparitions which are seen at or about the moment of death 
also from many of those which occur before death and during the lifetime of the individual but how about those which occur after death here we should have to assume that some other process was involved or else extend our belief so as to cover and embrace the action of discarnate spirits phantasms of the dead one theory of these apparitions seen after the death of the person they represent is that they embody the thought of the dead person for example an individual spirit may continue to think over its life and the scenes of its varied activities and these recollections and thoughts influencing the minds of those still living by means of telepathy would cause them to see the phantasmal image of the person thinking the thoughts this however is a question which we shall discuss more fully in the next chapter for the present it may be said that this is one theory advanced to explain so-called phantasms of the dead or ghosts as opposed to phantasms of the living and phantasms of the dying ghosts that touch there are many cases of apparitions however which cannot be thus easily explained by assuming that they are the projection or telepathic influence of a living mind or the mind of a discarnate spirit in many cases they seem to be real substantial beings to occupy space and exist as real semi-solid or material phantoms those who have been convinced of the reality of an etheric or spiritual body need have no difficulty in assuming that it is this body which is seen at such times and in many cases we find strong evidence for supposing that a body of this character actually exists for example in one historic instance a doctor and his wife both saw the figure of a woman standing at the foot of their bed and saw it cross the room and place its fingers over a small nightlight which was burning on the mantelpiece at the moment the phantom thus placed his hands over the light it was extinguished and the room was left in darkness here it is difficult to suppose that any thought creation or telepathic hallucination of any character existed for the reason that a physical phenomenon was produced and no hallucination could have done this materialized phantoms again in many cases the phantasmal form or apparition is seen to open doors lift curtains raise bedclothes etc and in such cases again we must assume that a real phantom exists the problem is thus more complicated than at first appears and as mr andrew lang remarked consequently if these stories are true some apparitions are ghosts real objective entities filling space hallucinations cannot draw curtains or open doors or cause thumps not real thumps hallucinatory thumps are different dr burns tells of a gentleman who in a dream pushed against a door in a distant house so that those in the room were scarcely able to resist the pressure now if this rather staggering anecdote be true the spirit of a living man being able to affect matter is also so to speak material and is an actual entity an astral body these arguments then make in favor of the old-fashioned theory of ghosts and wraiths as things objectively existing 
rather than the view that all these ghosts are necessarily subjective in origin phantasms created by thought these phantasms are doubtless thought bodies in many cases constructed by the operating intelligence itself one interesting fact in this connection is this that it is nearly always stated by those who have seen figures of this kind that the phantom is clear and plainly visible about the head and the upper part of the body but that the apparition dwindles down to a vaporous film toward the feet in other words the upper part of the body is much clearer than the lower part if the phantom were a definite thought creation this is only what we should expect for we think of the upper portion of our bodies much more than the lower portion we are more conscious of our head and shoulders and the upper portion of the trunk and the hands and arms and only vaguely conscious of the legs and lower portions of the body this is exactly what we find in apparitions and it would therefore seem that the figures are clear in outline just to the extent that the operating intelligence is intensely conscious of the appearance of the body he is creating or building up phantoms which impart information there are also certain cases on record in which the phantom has given the recipient of the experience some important information which he did not know previously where certain papers are hidden etc such cases certainly prove that an independent intelligence is there a spirit which is thus manifesting its presence it must be admitted however that most apparitions are purposeless and meaningless but this is easily accounted for by supposing that we see at such times not the spirit itself but its mere projected thought a phantom created by the spirit rather than the spirit itself most apparitions are doubtless of this nature we have seen that there are apparitions of the living of the dying and of the dead mostly attached to human beings when they are attached to localities they become local phantoms or cases of haunting of which we shall speak in the next chapter experimental apparitions in addition to these there are so-called cases of experimental apparitions in which an individual succeeds in creating a phantasmal figure at a distance by an effort of will or thought these closely resemble certain cases of self-projection on the one hand and cases of witchcraft on the other and form an intermediary between them since on the one hand they are mere mental pictures and on the other they are real physical entities experimental apparitions then seem to bridge the gulf between these two types of phenomena and form a connecting link apparitions may be induced experimentally by willing very strongly just as you are falling asleep that you will appear to a certain person at a certain time and if this is properly managed it will be successful in a large number of cases this may also be induced experimentally by means of hypnotic suggestion or magnetic or mesmeric processes and when in the trance the spirit of the sleeper may be directed to a certain locality and there seen by those present 
the natives of west africa claim to be able to do this more or less at will they can project the double or etheric body and so to speak materialize at the other end how to create thought forms the same laws which prevail in many of the previous exercises also rule here the student should see to it that he retains a grasp of his own personality and does not lose control of his inner self at any stage of the proceedings as he progresses in his development along these lines he should endeavor to make the apparition which appears at the other end of the line so to speak more or less solid after he has once succeeded in the process of projection he should throw all his will into the effort to make the projected form more and more substantial and to will that his self-consciousness and activity be actually transferred to the distant scene in this way he is not only seen by others who may happen to be present but is also enabled to see for himself what is actually going on in that place and obtains at the same time a clairvoyant vision of the surroundings in which he has appeared in this way both the psychic and those who perceive the created figure mutually exchange experiences and this process should be continued until the projected double becomes so solid in structure that it cannot be distinguished from a real physical being there are many advanced psychic students who claim that they can actually create and project to great distances material bodies of this nature end of chapter twenty seven